0: To to Pros, the official, unofficial sod pod for Dynamo Faithful. We'll be bringing you post-game reactions with zero analysis and all emotion all season long. Here with me today is Zach Bello, Christopher Scroggins, and Jake Berry. And I'll be your host today, Manny Farsier. So we'll start off with Chris. Scroggins, what was your feeling for this game today?
1: I thought it was pretty bad. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy it. It was like the
0: soccer equivalent of an ambient, Just put me right to
1: sleep. Uh <laughs> It was pretty rough, dude. It was super frustrating watching our... I I took a screenshot of it a couple times. How large the gaps were between our midfield and our front line. If you're going to play a 4-3-3 and be more counterattacking like it looks like we are, then you need midfielders that can carry the ball forward. And Sarin and Vera are not those people. I thought, uh, and and I know this is going to spark debate with a lot of people, but I thought Memo actually showed himself quite well. I don't think that he was actually... I, I think he was the best in our midfield until Coco Carasia came on. But yeah, uh disappointing and pretty uh pretty crap, to be honest.
0: Yeah, you know what? The thing that's gonna make a striker the angriest is not scoring goals. And it's really hard to score goals when you don't get the ball passed to you. And it's really hard to get the ball passed to you when you have three midfielders that only know how to pass the ball backwards and sideways. That's that's my hard take there. Zach, what about <laughs> you? Initial feelings.
2: Man, my eyes were on uh, Seabass the whole time for the first, for the first half, like same, same reason as what Scroggins said, like that gap between our forwards and our midfield was painful to watch, but it was more painful to watch him trying to run back and forth across it, like ferrying the ball across the river. He was in the midfield, in the backside of the midfield, the whole first half that was frustrating. It was frustrating seeing him get fouled while he was trying to bring the ball all the way back up to the box for himself. And I think the worst part for me out of all of it is that we pulled him off the field as a sub whenever we suddenly got to go balls to the wall because we got scored on and I feel like he more than anybody would have been able to take advantage of how much more aggressive we got you know those last 20 minutes so that kind of I just feel for him I really feel like he hasn't had an opportunity yet to show us what he's got and today that opportunity was all of the minutes that he wasn't in the game because our midfield decided to play defense so that was hard really confused and a little frustrated that we didn't see anything come out of like you know baird again loved seeing Pasher come in for him uh, towards the end of the game loved the energy that Pasher brought to the game would love to see Pasher start would love to see bq and coco start i don't know why we keep asking for it knowing that we're not going to get what we want but that's what i want
0: yeah i'm going to steal this from one of the commentators during the uh, twitter feed they said this looks fine on defense and needs to find the answer on offense <laughs> we found the answer in that last 20 to 25 minutes Sort of. We tried to find the answer without probably our best striker on the team, which was unfortunate. Zach, going back to what you said, he had to come off. I think maybe he could have been left on. We brought on some of those other subs and, you know, could have made something happen. I did like the last 20 minutes. We looked a lot better. I can't stand that we waited till after we got scored on to see that happen. Jake, your hot takes.
3: All right. I'm obviously not happy. You can't be happy after losing sport in Kansas City. But I will say this I am significantly less unhappy right now than I was after our home opener. The hmm. tactics that we saw in the first half that made the first half boring were the same tactics that made the first half at home boring, right? Getting a really defensive oriented midfield three in there, sitting in a low block. That's the stuff that's pragmatic for a road game, right? I expected to not have much of the ball, I expected to sit back and defend. Well, I'm disappointed we gave up a bit of a fluky goal. When you give a team that much offense, when you give a team that much possession, you're courting that disaster of having a bit of a fluky goal. It took two weird rebounds before it fell to somebody to make just a shot that you could not expect Clark to save. So I'm disappointed with that, but I'm almost encouraged at Nagamora's pragmatism on the road, right? Let's absorb some pressure for a little bit. So the tactics didn't even frustrate me. Honestly, I wasn't even upset about seeing Soren in the starting lineup. Soren is not great at many things, but he does make the midfield difficult to play through. So put him in against, you know, Sporting Kansas City with Roger Espinosa, who's probably going to try and pull a knife on one of our guys. You want Soren in for this game. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I know Zach touched on this. I know Zach touched on this. But to me, the, the frustrating inclusion in the lineup was Baird. I'm sure Baird has something to offer and And we joke about him. He is a safe player. And in a game where you're trying to have 70% possession, sure. Put your safe player on there. That's fine. He's probably great to kill a game because he doesn't lose the ball too much. Right? But if you're going to sit back, if you're going to sit back in a low block, if you're going to have Tebes dropping in to play a third center back and hanging out with Tim Parker because he misses the guy, you need to have a quick, explosive, risk-taking winger. Right. And we had one with, with Fafa. Fafa was the only one really pushing, putting pressure on the attack in the first half. I think Memo did his darndest to push the attack in the first half as well, but not having Pasher on, I think, really held us back playing that low block counter at that game. Um, Seeing Pasher come and, on,
0: and then he had that shot that uh, oh was, my like, gosh. so far out, but it was, and it was right to the key. was a rocket. That was unfortunate, but it was a rocket. He, what
3: a blast.
0: We would not have seen that from Baird. We would, I mean, we didn't see that from Baird, like.
3: You know, no. probably
0: yeah. won't see like when anything like that when the rest of the season,
3: that shot from pasture, right? When, when Baird was a little kid and he was dreaming of being a professional soccer player, I guarantee you he couldn't even imagine anything as exciting as what we saw from pasture and that just <laughs> rocket, absolute rocket <laughs> coming off his left foot. Uh, would love I'm going to echo this from Zach. That boy, that boy absolutely needs to start your boy Pash money needs to be in the game.
2: I want to say though, this, and this is my point that I was making when I gave my little brief summary. Pasher had a rocket Quintero had a good shot on goal, almost went wide. I would have loved to see Cebus in for both of those strikes instead. I think he makes those. I think he makes a lot more creativity in the shot. And I, I, so I just, I really hate that it was, that it was Pascher and DQ that were in for that portion of the game. Cause I think, I think Ferrer brings at least one of those home.
0: Yeah, it's definitely possible. I Jake, you mentioned the fluke goal. I wanted nothing more than to blame Fafa when it happened. Cause it bounced off. It was off of him. that The bounce happened. And I was like, what are you doing? But you know, You said it was a fluke. It wasn't it wasn't Fafa's real actual fault. It was just a fluke. But I wanted nothing more to blame than to blame him. Fafa, I apologize. It's it really wasn't your fault. You're just wrong, wrong wrong time kind of situation there. (laughs) We love love gazelle. (laughs) Scroggins, I want to hear from you the good because I think you're gonna have maybe a hard time coming up with one. So what is the good from this game for you for you?
1: For me, the good is actually pretty easy. The good was seeing Patch Money get his first minutes of the season, and the man just looked aggressive, angry, explosive, and then seeing uh, Zeka come on at right back right at the end. Uh, that was another good for me, because that means that uh, Valentine's reign of terror is coming to an end.
0: <laughs> All 12 own goals from last season will be coming to an end. <laughs> Zach, give me your bad.
2: Okay, this might start a debate on the actual full episode that we do later on, but um, for me, the bad, and I, I hate to do it this early in the season, but it's Naga's play style. And I hear the argument, that jake made i agree it's a road game we play safe it works to to kind of sit back like that and try to play the counter it would work better if we had midfielders who could feed the counter but i i feel like just and this is just off two games but my gut reaction right now is that naga's play style that he is instructing our team in is this kind of defensive safety minded sort of thing and i feel like we're seeing our team kind of scared to carry the ball forward like even in that first half when we had room and we could be technical and we could try to like drive the ball forward, you know, through, you know, one, two passes and stuff. We didn't see that. And I feel like Naga's bringing this kind of counter mindset, this like defensive mindset to the team. And I just would have loved to have seen more aggression early on. You know, I, we said it already, but I hate that it took getting getting scored on for us to like open up what I think, yeah. and honestly, the more talented half of our field. Right. Like we have a great defense. They did a good job. Clark is a steel wall, right? But I just really would have, I mean, we have so much talent. I see so much in Fafa. I see so much in Sebas. I would love to see any of those players, like, fed well. I would love to see our midfield move forward. And it feels like, I mean, again, this being a road game, but what's the answer for our draw, right? Like, we were home, first game out, high energy, and we still played this way, where everybody was just kind of, like, hanging back, trying to look for an easy opening, bombing passes, you know, through defenders, hoping that they'd connect. And it just feels, it feels weak, it feels safe. And I kind of, I'm scared scared. I'm not gonna say it like it's a like it's a definitive thing yet, but I'm just scared that Naga style is not really cut out for the talent that we have yet. I just don't think that they've hooked up yet. I don't think they made the connection between what he wants and what they can do. So to me that was that was bad. I, I think Again, even though it was a road game, it was probably the safe choice. The last 20 minutes justify me feeling like the first 70 were, were bad.
0: Memo, Vera, Sarin, that midfield lineup uh. does not break through lines. That's not going to happen. And it's Daga's choice to start those guys. And as long as he keeps starting those guys, I am going to go with uh, our boy Krasinski and say this has been a short con from uh, Sporting Kansas <laughs> <Canada, Indiana. laughs> So Jake Barry, what was your ugly for today? I mean, the ugly is really
3: easy, right? 120 minutes, zero goals. That's simple as that. We have seen two games, very few, if any, great looks on goal. And it comes back to what everyone's been talking about the lineup. We have players that push the ball forward. I think memo does push the ball forward. I think that in in a game where we can have memo and someone who can push the ball forward with a sharp pass, like perhaps Coco Karaskia, in that situation, I think we can create those chances. We can create those goals, but man, watching us play so defensively is tough. Watching us start another game with Coco on the bench is tough. Watching us start another game with Pasher on the bench is tough. And To what Zach was saying, watching us finally get those attacking pieces on the field and not give Sevis the benefit of having those guys with him, that that was tough as well. I like seeing Thor. It was good seeing him. He was very energetic, very active and engaged in the game i'm ready to play thunderstruck as loud as i possibly can the second yeah. he scores. like i have it queued up but it just it's rough to not it's ugly it's ugly to not see sebas with that type of support and instead have to beg seren to learn how to pass
0: amen in summary get sebas the ball change the midfield do things differently naga we know you're listening make these things happen all right guys this has been dyna bros after the sporting kansas city loss one zero you've heard our thoughts today you've heard our passion remember to keep listening to Dynabros where we will have all emotion and zero analysis thanks and join us again later
3: thank you for listening to the dynamo faithful podcast we are chris Sinsky, manny farcier christopher scroggins jake berry kyle mcguire and emmett runfield Dynamo Faithful is produced by Ian Gregory Graff and marketing and social media from Zach Below. Music provided by Alex Groll on Pixabay. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dynamo underscore Faithful and send your questions to DynamoFaithfulPod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and stay faithful.